0: So I want to spend some time this morning uh, briefly with you. We, this week is Thanksgiving, like i got to tell you, right? I can't believe how fast it's come. But really the hope was that in this uh, very brief series, we're going to have a third week next week after Thanksgiving, but there's this three weeks of kind of really considering what it means to practically give thanks to God. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to turn uh, in your Bibles to Psalm 103, Psalm 103. And we're just going to read a few verses um, out of there. To really hopefully get ourselves in a good position. And as you're turning there, I wanted to ask a question. Last week I gave you all a challenge, a very specific challenge. I I challenged you all to find a way each day to praise God in your life. And I'm going to ask, how many of you tried this week? All right, all right, yeah, praise God. How many of you, like, learned something or or tried something different or, or had a, I don't know, I guess, was it good? How many of you, was it good to try that? None of you. Okay, fair enough. Okay, one of you. <laughs> hey, praise God. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm in this with you, right? And what I've been doing through this series is I've been pr- trying these things ahead and then saying, hey, this is maybe a good thing to try. To try, right? to try to get more praise in our life, to try to worship God more, to try to give him more glory. Well, we're going to continue that idea today, and so I'm going to ask you, like I said, to turn to Psalm 103, and we're just going to read a few verses. This, again, is a psalm of King David, right, one of the great uh, leaders of Israel, and a prototype of Jesus Christ himself, a a precursor to Christ's coming. Uh, This is what the word says. Now listen to the word this morning, church. Praise the Lord, O my soul my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your sins and who heals all your disease and who redeems your life from the pit and who crowns you with love and compassion and who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. So I want to read 1 through 5. What a remarkable thing to say. You know, last week when we heard the story in 34 of, of David, he has that reference in it to soul. And I think I mentioned it last week, but I want to mention it again, right? Because the, the psalmist David here, the, the songwriter, the praise writer, he says, praise the Lord, O my soul. And I thought, what a strange thing to say. Who is David talking to in that moment? Who is it? When he says, praise the Lord, oh my soul, who is he talking to? Is he talking to us? Is he talking to God? He's talking to himself, isn't he? He's he's saying, David, don't forget. And he's commanding himself to bring forth praise. I want to just, I think I said this last week, I want to say it again today, that the idea of soul is this living spirit. In us, this life itself, it's our personhood, it's the desires that we have, it's the passions that we have, it's the, the appetite, the things that we long for, or it's, as you maybe can see by my expression, um, it's our emotion. Get emotional for the things that God has done. He's saying, Yeah, David, you, you know in your mind that God loves you, but praise the Lord, my soul with everything that is in me. And that's actually what the next verse, that in my inmost being with all that I am, and then listen what he says, praise his name holy. That's what he does. He says, praise the Lord my soul. Praise his name, holy name. His holy name. And he just takes God and puts him over here in this place that needs to be worshipped and praised and honored and glorified. Listen, as we come into Thanksgiving, these are things we ought to be telling ourselves. Because it's not always easy to do it. I mean, left to our own devices, we could very easily forget, what's the word say, his many benefits. (laughs) You could take it for granted, the things that God has blessed us with. And I want to real quickly run through the five that are listed here, just that we could begin to think about what this means. He says, praise the Lord all my soul and all my innermost being. Praise his name holy. Forget not his benefits. One, he forgives all your sin. He forgives all my sin. What what benefit ought we not to forget if we're trying to give thanks to God? Is that he forgives all our sin. He's speaking to himself. All my sin you having a hard time praising God? You're having a hard time giving thanks to God? Remember that he has forgiven everything that I have done. Second thing, what? He heals all your, my, diseases. That God is the ultimate healer. We heard the testimony this morning from Ryan that, that Jesus, that the witness in Adonai is that Christ is healer. Because there would be nothing worse than fixing a bandaged knee and going away with an eternally condemned heart. Terrifying stuff. God forbid that we provide service to the people to keep them healthy and ignorant of the Lord. God forbid. It's a terrible thing. Because ultimately, Christ heals all our diseases. And you might say to me, well, Bill, I know believers, and they've not been healed of their diseases. Listen to me. Christ heals all disease. He does. Absolutely. We can talk more about that. I'm not going to get sidetracked. But listen, God is the healer There is coming a day where there will be no more weeping. There will be no more crying out. There will be no more pain and suffering because Christ is in all and through all. He heals everything in his time. He redeems your life, wait, my life from the pit. (laughs) Who needs your life redeemed from the pit? He says, don't forget, he's the one that redeems your life or my life from the pit. How about this? Four, he crowns you, me, with love and compassion. This gift we've been given from the Lord is a gift from Christ. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. He crowns us with the crown of love and compassion. And then five, listen to me. He satisfies your desires with good things. Isn't that amazing? He satisfies my desires with good things. Why? Because to satisfy my desire with bad things would not be a good result for me. But to satisfy my desires with good things, that waiting season, all of a sudden, what? So that our strength is renewed like the eagles, to be young again. Super, super stoked. Uh, That's just a primer, right? To give thanks to God Oh, my soul, we're going to do something awesome. Um, I want to pray like I always do. But, uh, man, one of my favorite things in in life is the gospel and God's desire to use reluctant leadership. I always say that. (laughs) Is that fair? Uh, That you go, no, send somebody else. Don't send me. And uh, I'm going to ask Ryan to come back up and share the word of God with us this morning. This is a huge, huge deal. Um, I'm going to pray that he would be inspired by the Holy Spirit. And you and I would be, church, listen, inspired by the Holy Spirit to hear the word from Ryan this morning. uh, That God would be glorified. Pray with me. Father God, we thank you so much that we are in your house drawn near to you this morning. By the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would have uh, um, your word taught by your spirit, our counselor. That you would instruct us. We thank you so much for the opportunity, the words you're going to give, and the words we're going to receive gladly with joy. We thank you for your word and the promises that we have in you. May you be honored and glorified as we seek you together. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. I'm gonna ask Ryan to come on up, brother, if you would. You guys hear me? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to try to ignore this thing on my head.
1: What I'm gonna share with you guys, and I say share because I don't have it figured out. I'll I'll tell you this, okay? I don't have it figured out. I certainly don't have what God's got on my heart figured out, okay? So we're gonna do this together. It's not me teaching you guys. We're doing this together. I don't have this worked out, but it is exciting, and it's cool. All right, so let's read real quick in Matthew, if you would turn to me. Matthew chapter five. Uh, let's see, is that right? Yeah, Matthew five sixteen. It says, in the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. The whole point of our lives, the very basis of our lives is that they may see your good deeds, and they may praise your Father in heaven. Guys, this is why we're made. That's the rudimentary foundation of why we're here, is that God may get the praise. They may see, and they may praise our Father, your Father, our Father in heaven. Okay? That's huge. It's huge. It's a lot of responsibility. It's pretty heavy but it's also very doable. God doesn't give us, doesn't tell us to do something that we can't handle, okay? Let's turn real fast. I'm going to give it, do another one real fast. First uh, Peter uh, 2, two, twelve, verse 12. Let's see if I can even get there myself. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12. A lot on the, along the same lines. I live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify god on the day that he visits same kind of concept right same kind of idea the basis is that god gets glorified i probably could just quit with that to be honest with you because that's that's it for for and from what i see that's it i want to share an experience with you um this happened to me a couple years ago in guatemala Uh, yeah it's probably been about two years now um it was a sunday afternoon sunday is our day of rest um, we try to close clinic down, uh, and, and, and all the workers are off. And it's kind of our day of rest. Um, so this was a couple years ago before we had moved into our new house. So we were living up by the hospital and real close to the main road. So Sunday afternoon, a uh, guy knocks on the gate, uh, knocks on the gate, knocks on the gate. So I go up there, um, and I said, well, what can I do for you? And he says, your cows are in my corn, and they're destroying my corn. you got to get them out. Well, I don't have cows personally, Okay. I shouldn't say that. I didn't at that time have one. It was right in our, uh, in our pasture. I knew where it was. And at first I was like, no, I'm sorry, but you've got the wrong person. I don't have cows that could be in your corn. Mine's right here. And he goes, no, your cows are in my corn. And he was very adamant. So I started thinking a little bit. And I said, well, where are they? And so he pointed to me and I was like, okay. I said, I thought, you know what? My brother's got cows down there. This is possible. It could be, could be my brother Aaron's cows. I said, hey, I'll go, I'll go with you. Let's check it out. You know, let's check it out. Now, get it, get it, keep in mind here, their corn, okay, is their life. Okay, this is what they eat. This is how they live. For breakfast, they have tortillas. For lunch, they have tortillas. For dinner, they have tortillas, all made from corn. Okay, so when their corn gets destroyed, it's a big deal. All right, so I said, all right, hey, let's go. So he, he takes off, and I jumped on my four-wheeler and took off and went down there, too. Followed him down there, got to where he was, and walked, walked into his little field, uh, plot maybe is a better word, about two acres probably worth of corn. I walked in there and I looked, and sure enough, it's my brother's, my brother's cows. This Sunday, I didn't want to call Aaron. I didn't want to bother him. I was like, oh, I'll take care of it. So I saw Aaron's cows in there. So wh- what do I first do? I just, I just go in. I, I go in his gate. I'm going to get the cows out of the corn to, re- to get, keep the destruction down and, and get it. Let's fix this problem. You know, this is me. I'm going to go fix a problem, okay? If there's a problem. I'm going to fix it. So I just walk in there, and I'm, I'm going. I'm going pretty fast, you know, and ca- go around the perimeter and, and get them all out. There's probably about 25 of them. I walk through and make sure I have everything, and I get back to the gate where we walked in where, where, where uh, they were supposed to come out, and I didn't pay attention to what the guys were doing. Uh, there was two guys there. The one that had come and got me and then another guy. I didn't really pay attention to what they were doing. I just, you know, I had to focus. I, I, I got to get these cows out here. I mean, this is a big deal. And I want to be, you know, I want to put forth the effort let this guy know that this is important. I, 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 his corn is important to me, okay? Um, so I get these cows, I don't remember, twenty, twenty-five 25 cows out. And as I, I, I went through, made the circle, I'm coming back out. And I almost want to turn this direction because this is how it was faced, okay? just because I'm, I'm just walking through, you, through this with you. I get to the gate, and these two guys have their machetes out at the gate. And they said, you're not going anywhere. That's interesting. Now... I don't know about you guys, here in the U.S., when I've seen a machete, it's like a corn knife. Um, it's probably uh, barely sharper than this right here, okay? Not in Guatemala. Guatemala, their machetes are, they are razor sharp. And we have seen limbs taken off by machetes, okay? So this is not, uh, this is a big deal. I mean, you could, I don't know, am not much on swords, but I guess you could probably kind of put it as a sword. I mean, this is their weapon. They carry it all the time. They live with it, okay? It's always on their belt. They wake up in the morning, and they put, their, they put their machete on. So these two guys are standing at this gate like this with their machetes drawn. And I kid you not, and I said, what are you doing? Let me out. Not let me out. Let these cows out. What are you doing? And they're with their machetes drawn, and they're mad. They're real mad. They said, you Americans, you come in here and think you can just run everything, and, and this and that, and, and, and you don't get to do that now. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna pay for this, and so on and so forth. And I'm thinking, this is not good. This is not good. This is not what I had thought this was going to be today. And they were real mad. They were very very much obscene language. I mean, they were furious. And I was I mean, I was shocked, okay? And the first thing in my head is, okay, what am I going to do? Okay? First thing, unfortunately, unfortunately, the first thing is how am I going to defend myself? What am I going to do? I know I can't take these guys on, not even gonna try. So there was about an, uh, when I drove in, I parked my four wheeler down about an eight foot bank. I was like, okay, I can run and I can jump that. And I get down my four wheel and I'm out of here. And we'll deal with this later. Well, everybody calm down. So I'm thinking, okay, and it's about 50 feet away. So I've got a plan, right, in my head. Thinking, this is bad. This is a bad situation. These guys, cont- and as I'm thinking that they're still going, you, you Americans, this, you Americans, you think you can come in here and just run this place, and you think you can come in here and just do whatever it is that you want in our country, and, and, and just have free will, and, and you come in here and just, just walk in here and just take your your cows out, and I said, I said, look, I'm sorry, I said, I'm getting cows out, so I we're not destroying any more your corn, I said, I'm, I, I said, uh, that was that was the intention here. I'm going in to get the cows out, so we're not destroying any more corn. You know, we'll get them out and then we'll talk. Let's you know, let's work this out. And they were, would have nothing of the sort. Me or my cows weren't leaving, weren't leaving. And they were, I mean, I was definitely, they were willing to do whatever they needed to do with that machete. Two of them in about a, about a five-foot gate. I wasn't going anywhere through there. And so they just kept on, you Americans this, you Americans this. And I'm thinking, and I said to them, I said, you guys, we've been here for 20 years doing nothing but serve. Did you see that? You're, you, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. We lay our lives down for you guys. We lay our lives down so we can serve you and help you and, and do what we can for you. It wasn't the point. You Americans this and you Americans that. You know, you mistreat us. You know, we go to the States and we're mistreated. And when you go, you know, you come in here and you just overrun things. And it took me time because I had to get myself calmed down because I was kind of scared. And I had to figure out what's going on here. What is really happening here? These guys were super mad. They weren't mad at me. They were but they weren't. They were mad at Americans at that point, okay? And there was something else in there that they had felt like my brother had done and, mis- and that, was, that was, didn't treat him well or something. And I said, look, I finally got to the point, okay, this is, this is a little bit of time knife, but I finally got to the point after about 10 or 15 minutes, I said, look, I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry for what you feel like my brother's done. I said, I apologize. I said, I'm not him, okay? I don't know, but I apologize. I said, I then also apologize for the way you feel about Americans. I said, you're right. Americans are pushy. We're pretty obnoxious. We really are. But I said, I'm sorry for that. I said, but if you let me get my cows out, we'll talk. Still didn't want anything to do with it. These guys were, they were mad. They were real mad. And so I got on the phone with my brother. I said, you're going to have to get down here. I said, this is not going well. I said, these guys have got machetes drawn. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with it. I said, yeah, I know. I don't want anything to do with it either. He's like, I don't want to come up there. I said, yeah, I'm sure you don't. And we're talking a little bit more, and I, he goes, I don't know. He goes, let me call the cops. I don't know. I said, well, give me a minute. I said, I'll call you back. And I started processing. And I thought, okay, what's going on here? What's deeper here? There's something else. This is not, there's something else happening here. There's not cows and corn, okay? And so I started talking to him some more, and I started, I oh, I'm sorry. You know, I said it like, I don't know. I probably said it like 10 times. I am sorry. I am sorry. Forgive me. Forgive. I'll do what I can to speak for Americans, forgive me. Do what I can to speak for my family, my brothers, forgive me. We're here to serve you. We're here to help you. Let's talk this out. So I called Aaron back. I said, don't worry about it. I said, I think we can walk through this. We started to kind of calm down a little bit. After like seriously 45 minutes of just that that I've told you, and I don't know if it didn't take 45 minutes, or maybe it did. Uh, But after that, 45 minutes of going that same back and forth, I just said, I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to tell you. Let's start with today. Let's start with right now. You know, I humbly say, I apologize. That's not who we want to be. That's not who we intend to be. If we've come across that way, forgive us. You know, I said, I'll speak b- on behalf of my family. Forgive us for that. After like 45 minutes, I finally got them to sit down in the grass with me. And I realized it was more than cows and corn, like I said. So here we finally get down, sit down in the grass now. They've got their machetes put away. Thank God. And I'm not, you know, now I'm, 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 I'm coming, I'm, I'm gaining some ground here okay, and I still haven't gotten this big picture yet, but I'm gaining some ground. I said, listen, guys, the very first thing I want to do is, what do you have for cost in this corn? What are we going to do to make this right? How am I going to make this right with you? What do you have invested in it? What's the cost? Where are we at? I don't love to talk money, but let's talk about that, all right? What what do I owe you for this corn? Oh, you know, this corn was going to be an amazing crop, Okay, it was. I, I'm sure of it. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm positive this was going to be the best crop they've ever seen in their entire lives because my cows just got done murdering it. Okay, but that's all right. That's where we're at. I mean, this the the, the damage is done. I, we're just gotta we gotta pay. We gotta kind of work through it now, right? And I don't remember. I think we negotiated a little bit, and finally, I was like, "Look, I'll pay you this much, equivalent of like 500 bucks." I didn't talk to my brother. It's like I'm not too worried about. it. He's gonna pay whatever I say. He's gonna pay. This is this is the way it's gonna go. If he's gonna stick me in this situation. And so, but I said, and I said, from, aside from that, again, I just said, man, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry that you, you hold that against Americans, okay? From this guy's standpoint, there was no spirituality in it whatsoever. It was physical. It was Americans. It was, you are overbearing. You're, you're, you're loud. You're obnoxious. You do what you want to do. You think you own us. You know, you treat us terribly. I'm not sure that that guy went to the States or not. I'm not really sure. I didn't really want to dive into that too hard. So I'm not really sure where he got all this, but he had it. Now, if it was from stories that he heard, if he had been mistreated himself, I don't know. But I, I was like I said, I was apologizing. I was like, this is not good. We got through it, okay? I got the cows out, took care of it, worked it out. There was no, in the end, it was okay. Um, I leave him, and I'm going back home. You know, and I'm, I'm still pretty, adrenaline's still running pretty high. I just had these machetes waving my face, and that's no fun, all right? Uh, adrenaline's still pretty high, and I'm thinking, God, what in the world? what is the deal with this? What, what, what am I, where, what are you doing with this? I don't believe anything by chance. I don't think, I don't believe things are by coincidence. I said, God, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing with this? As I'm going home, as I'm walking home, I'm thinking, man, man, I just got done taking a beating for something that my brother may have done. I just got done taking a beating for Americans. I like you all, but that was not fun. All right? I just got beat up because of what somebody had an impression in his mind but how we were. I thought, man, that's pretty serious. My first thought was, okay, you know, here we're growing this ministry and this hospital, and we're asking for people to come alongside of us, doctors and physicians. Doctors are difficult. I don't know if anybody you are, you guys are doctors. If you are, sorry, but you guys are a little bit difficult, okay? I like it. You guys are great. Sometimes you can be difficult. They're a little bit difficult. So we're asking for people to come down. But well, my first thought is, man, these guys are going to be a direct reflection on the ministry, what we've built for 20 years. It's going to be a direct reflection. And God said, 20 years? What the heck are you talking about? He said, How are you reflecting me? What are you? Carry the name of Christ. You say you're a Christian. I say I'm a missionary. How am I reflecting Christ? 20 years is nothing. I don't understand ministries is nothing. The Figure family is nothing. This is God we're talking about now. And He just slapped me upside the head. I just got done paying for Americans, taking a beating for Americans. Who cares? At this point now, what God just showed me, who cares? What am I doing? How am I representing Christ? How am I representing God? I'm carrying his name. We're all carrying his name, everyone here. I'm not alone. We carry his name on a daily basis, whether we like it or not. What's the severity of that? What's the weight of that? This is the creator of the universe, guys. That doesn't even make real sense, does it? No, it doesn't. That's an easy little phrase for me to say. This is the Lord of lords, the God of gods. Alpha and omega? I'm not even scratching the surface. And I was worried about Americans. I was worried about the ministry. You guys were carrying this name, the name of Christ, the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, seated on the throne. We're carrying it every single day. I don't care what you think. I don't care when you think no one's watching you. You're carrying it. You're carrying it when you sleep. You gotta watch your dreams. This is God I'm talking about, guys. I don't really understand how to describe it, but you guys get it. This is the Almighty God, the one who breathes life into us, the one that created us. And as much as scientists work and doctors work, they don't have a clue. We are carrying His name. Are we doing it well? Not are you doing it well, and not am I doing it well. Are we doing it well? You can't answer that question. I can't answer that question. Not right this fast. We have to really examine ourselves. We have to look. We have to forget about society, not look at what society thinks is right, not look at what we think is comfortable. we got to dive right here, and we got to figure out if we're doing a good job of carrying the name of Christ. Now, this has been a couple years ago, and I told you I still don't have it figured out, and I'm serious. I'm serious. But what we can do is starting right now, we can live, and we can seek out, and we can live our lives with that in mind. Am I carrying the name of Christ well? Am I representing the creator of the universe well? I don't care what's going on around you. I don't care what society says. I don't. I'm sorry. That's cold, but it's true. This is what matters. What God tells us through that, through his word, what he has laid out as an example for us, that trumps everything, guys. That trumps all of it. I'm not worried about your neighbor. I'm not worried about the guy sitting next to you right here. This trumps it all seeing Jesus face to face, which we all will, every single one of us individually, what's he going to say? We're saved. That is a free gift. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our deeds. I'm talking about our lives. I'm talking about these 80 years that we may have, 100 years, I don't even know. Are we reflecting Christ well? Are they seeing through our good deeds and are they glorifying God? And they, I mean everybody around us. I mean the person sitting next to you. I mean your kids. I mean our kids. I'm not out of this. Are they glorifying God because of what we are doing? We're not saved by our works. Again, don't take that. That's not what this is. It's not saved. It's not salvation. Is God going to say, is Jesus going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant? We've all heard it. It's pretty basic. It's serious. Okay? It's real serious. Is God getting the glory from the way that we're living? Is he? That's a pretty big challenge. Again, that was a couple years ago, and I still have to walk it out continually. And I won't ever get it one day. It won't ever just be fixed, unfortunately. That's not how it works. This is a walk. God didn't say it was, I don't know, a jump. God said it's a walk with me. We're walking this out every day, every step. It's not going to happen overnight. And we can pray for it to happen, we can pray for it to happen, but be careful with that. I want to grow in Christ, but do I want machetes stuck in my face? Not so much, but I do want to grow in Christ. And I guess maybe I'm too dense that I need machetes in my face. But I'm not going to forget it. I'm not. I'm not. Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. Okay, yeah, Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. It says, be wise. In the way that you act towards outsiders, make the most of every opportunity. Again, here we go. Outsiders, what are we carrying? Are we carrying the name of Christ well? Are we representing well? Make the most out of every opportunity. Be wise. How does that work? Are we wise enough? Are we smart enough to understand every opportunity that God gives us and make the most of it naturally in this earth's wisdom and our own wisdom? Nope, we're not. So how does God tell us to be wise to make use of every opportunity when in reality, ourselves, individually, physically, we're not wise enough? I don't care if you're the best people person in the world and you can just read people. You're not, it's not wise enough. You're not wise enough to make the most of every opportunity. How can God tell us to be wise enough, but we're not? Turn with me, if you would, Psalm 917. Ah, Sorry. <laughs> That's not it. Uh, Psalm 111.10. This is one of my... This may very well be one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Uh, but how are we supposed to be wise enough? Psalm one eleven, ten. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. Just got done. God tells us, be wise so you can make the most of every opportunity. How do we be wise? How do we do it? We fear the creator of the universe. We respect, we honor God the Alpha and Omega, the one who breathed life into us, the same one we're supposed to hold, carry, uh, represent well, we fear Him. That word fear nobody likes. It's in the Bible. Sorry. Fear Him. Respect Him. Honor Him. Don't make a move. Let's not make a move without that. That's how we be wise. That's how we make the use of every, most of every opportunity. We're in conversation with somebody. Holy Spirit, leave me. I don't want to say a wrong word. Why don't I want to say a wrong word? Huh. You're the one that, blew Sodom and Gomorrah out the water, I don't want to cross you. I don't want to cross him. That's not a game. He's forgiven us, no question, but I still don't want to cross him. That's wisdom, fear of the Lord. That means that everything that comes out of our mouths, this is a verse that says, by our words we will be, con- uh, we will be, I don't remember, acquitted or, and, and by our words we'll be condemned, I think is how that goes, I think. I'm not a scholar. Every word we speak, is this going to glorify you, God? Is this going to honor you, God? because if it doesn't, I don't want anything to do with it. I respect that man sitting on the throne. I'm here because of him, not the other way around. Who do I think I am? I'm but dust. That's how we be wise. That's how we make the use of every opportunity that we're given. He doesn't say make the use out of 50% of your opportunities. I'd love to do that. I'd be all right. It says everyone. So I don't You know, what society says and what everybody else says, I'm not worried about it. What's it say right there? The fear, the holy respect of God, that's wisdom. That's how we be wise. It's right there. It's not my words, and I don't have it figured out. So I challenge every one of you. I challenge all of us. Let's walk this out. Let's do it. Let's do it so we don't have machetes stuck in our faces. I'd prefer not to have that again. Let's walk it out. We're going to screw it up. I guarantee it somebody told me the other night you're gonna miss it. That's all right That's all right. God loves it when we're chasing after him. God loves it when we're digging after him He doesn't care if we get it wrong. He loves it. You'll get it wrong. We'll get it wrong. Try it And think about the severity of these words every opportunity Are people glorifying the king when they see us? Are they glorifying God when they see us? I don't care if they see you at a stoplight looking across the road God get the glory on that one? Every time. Can it be done? Yep, it's right here. He's told us to do it. We're to seek that out. We won't get it perfect, but we're to seek it out. And we're to seek it out. We're to drive for it. We're to run to it. We're to run hard to it. Not giving up. We're not giving in. We're not going to try this for a day. We're going to mess it up and we're going to keep going. This is what we're told to do. This is us as Christians carrying the name of Christ. That's it, guys. That's what it's about. Everything after that. If that's our mentality, stuff lines up. It just lines up. I'm not saying stuff's easy. I didn't say that. I said it lines up. I said, I mean, and by that I mean God puts people in your path. He sets up the opportunities divinely. And he is using us to glorify his kingdom. That's what I want. That's what I desire. Every day, every step led by the Holy Spirit. Get me out of it. Get me out of it. Let's try it. Let's live it. Let's live it. If you guys would, I'm going uh, to stop here, but if you think about this at all, maybe you won't. Read Colossians 3 on your own. Study it. Look at it. It lays stuff out pretty clear for us. Lots of Scripture does, guys. It's not just Colossians 3. Come on now. Dive into the Word. What's it telling us? What's God speaking to you? And run with it. When you hear God speak, move. Move. Step out. Put your toes in those waters and watch it part. I'm not kidding. It's cool. It's cool. Well, I've never even seen water part underneath my toes. I challenge you. I encourage you. Maybe you guys can encourage me because I don't have it. But it's good stuff. This is living, guys. Right here. Following this word is living. Nothing else is. It's not, that con- it's not that hard. It's not easy, but it's not that, what am I trying to say? It's not like out there where you can't get it. Okay? Not easy, but you it can, it can do it. Let's walk it out. Every day, let's. I'm doing it too, okay? I want to do it, but it's good stuff. You know how much we have right here? You guys realize what we have at our fingertips? Come on. A lot of these stories in here, guys, didn't have this. They didn't have it. What's it doing? It's in our nightstand? Yep. Let's dive in, guys. This is God. This is God. We can have a relationship with him. Let's go. What are we waiting for? We all have room to grow. I don't care where we're at. I don't care. Every one of us can go further with Christ creator of the universe. Hold him at the position that he is. Put him where he but deserves to be. High and lifted up. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Praise God. I want you to stay put in, man. So, uh, this is really cool that, I don't know, I hope you were blessed and encouraged, and that's not, not even the point. We honor God, brother. Come on. Come on. But uh, we have had the opportunity to uh, be down and uh, I want to I invite you all to be praying about what God would be calling you to do. I have a strong sense, and I've told some of you, that God is calling you into a different life that you may not be exactly eager for, but um, what Ryan shared this morning about being a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's what's on offer all the time to us. I want to tell you something. It's not external religion. It's not to conform to the faith of your parents. It's not to believe some old truth is to have a living, breathing relationship with Jesus Christ, and if you don't have that, I'm not offering this to you like, here, it's my offer to you. Jesus Christ says, I am ready for you. Mm. I am ready for you, and if you don't have that daily walk with him like that, that's what we're talking about. You ask the question, how is Family Bible Church, or how is Adonai, or how are we, faithful in our witness is to encourage people to be in a direct relationship with God himself. That's right. The power of Jesus Christ, and that's it. And whatever happens after that, it's God's business. Amen, <laughs> amen. So, I just want to encourage you, if you don't have that daily walk, pursue that. But I want to tell you something else about my brother. It's so funny because uh, we were down in Guatemala at the clinic, and there was uh, there was an opportunity to share the gospel, and we had pastor, what was the pastor's name that shared the gospel at the clinic? Armando. Uh, Armando, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and so I'm talking to Ryan on the phone, and, and, uh, and he was talking about just life. We talk occasionally, not super often, maybe every few months. Not enough. That's my fault. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's both. But, but he was saying he's been pulling back, and he's like, man, it's got to be done. Like, this is not a negotiable that the gospel be shared. And so God's been calling Ryan out uh, in that way. And then this week when he came here, he's, I said, hey, would you want to preach? And he, he says, no, 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 no. That's, that's you, that's you, that's you. And, I, and I, said, uh, I said, well, all right, we'll just pray about it, and we'll talk. And I'm, the sense I got was that God had something that we needed to hear from Ryan. And this ain't about Ryan. It ain't about Ryan. But I had that a strong sense, and we were sitting at the kitchen table at the apartment <laughs> that they are standing in. Thank you for your generosity. Chuck. <laughs> That's right. And, and um, I said, man, Ryan, I don't know what this is, brother, but I just keep bumping in this roadblock this week that God has a word for us that you're supposed to share, and I don't know what that means." And he goes, I do. <laughs> he didn't want to be up here. He said, it's a blessing to me to just to be to sit and, you know, listen to the word and all that, but praise God for his faithfulness. So I'm going to ask something different, maybe. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you to close us out in a pastoral prayer. And however you feel comfortable praying that, I know we're an English-speaking congregation, but one of the things that tripped me out as we were down there is your fluency in Spanish. Oh. And so if you want to sp- pray in Spanish or if you want to pray in any other way that the Lord leads you, would you pray a pastoral prayer for us and then we're going to uh, continue in communion together. Yeah. So pray. Heavenly Father, you
1: are so real. Heavenly Father, we get to come to you. We get to fall at your feet and worship you. God, you asked us to be a part of what you're doing. You've asked us to be, you've asked us to be one with you. We don't get that. God, we love you. We strive to worship you. We strive to seek you out, God. Lord, I ask that you would just resonate in each and every one of us, where we're at individually. Just touch our hearts. Make yourself real to us now, Jesus. Give us a revelation of who you are, of your love, of your majesty, of your power, God. Speak to us. Lead us and guide us. Lord, I thank you for everyone here. I thank you. I thank you that you who love us unconditionally. I thank you that you've poured your, you've given us your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. And I ask that we would be sensitive to that every single day. God touch our hearts. We lift you up. We give you all the glory, God. Not just now, not just the church on Sunday, God. Help us to live lives that are pleasing to you. God, I want to see a smile on your face when you look down at me. Is this good? Are you good with this? Are we all right? Are we on the right path? God, I want you to show us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the, the privilege to be here. I thank you to, for the, the privilege to be able to worship with, this, with these this people here today and to glorify your name and to learn from you, God, in your word. You are so good to us. Keep it up, God. Don't stop. I love you. Amen.